This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. What is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't, 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 don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. Is Iran behind the Gaza war? I don't want to get into classified information, but to be very blunt with you, there is no clear evidence of that. At this point, no evidence that Iran is behind any of this. Correct. Now, Iran constantly supports Hamas and Hezbollah. I don't mean that. But in terms of were they, did they have foreknowledge? Did they help plan the attack? There's there's no evidence of that at this point. All right. So if you're you're in that millions of dollars that's being taken from countries that want to hurt us and you're funneling it through Hunter and it's going to Joe, that's the big guy there. Joe Biden on 60 Minutes. Do you want to let you know our big guy, my dad, hanging out with us? Oh, good morning. morning. Uh, John Marsh is here. Brian Howsworth. I'm Brandon Rathit. Thank you for being here. So Joe Biden last night, 60 Minutes. I want to start here. So I'm having dinner with the big guy last night. We're talking about money and stuff like, hey, dad, can you put some money into my account? I'll put some money because I'm trying to buy a car and I might need some money. So we're swapping monies around, John. And uh, I get this text from uh, from my, uh, my uh, girlfriend, and uh, and she's 48, pays attention to politics, and I'm having dinner with the big guy here. And she says, are you watching 60 Minutes? And I said, no. Uh, why? What's up? And she says, oh, good for you. Enjoy. It's the president of the United States on 60 Minutes. And she says, the man makes me nervous. Just listening to him to try to speak. So nothing political, she's saying. She's saying, it makes me nervous to try to digest what the guy is saying. And I'll go back to, we're not picking on the guy. Somebody in the White House. Please help this man. He's almost an octogenarian. He is 80. He's an octogenarian, almost. I couldn't uh, tell you the exact age, but he's, he's if he's not, he's very cool. I think he is. I think he's 80. Yeah. I think he's 80. Yeah. 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 And if you just watch him, I mean, even compare. And we, we you and I, we all know this, but... Uh, I'm thinking we need to take more action. Uh, call the White House. I have their number. If you want to write this down, you you can call the front desk at the White House. There's two different numbers you can call. One is like for complaints. Uh, don't call them. It's probably going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you want to call the switchboard, number for the switchboard at the White House, 202-456-1414. 202-456-1414. And if you need that, text me. I'll hit you back with a call. And be very nice. I always suggest I'm a big fan of politeness. Mm-hmm. We don't see a whole lot of that in politics. Be polite. Say, hey, can you pass this along to Jill or maybe to Kamala or Anthony Blinken or Alejandro Mayorkos or Pete? Joe Biden <laughs> or Joe? <laughs> Good point, John. Can somebody please? We're just asking very nicely. It's not political. We're asking on a human level here. Can, can, can you help the guy? Can you please quit prompting him up out in public and putting him in situations where he's embarrassing himself? And more importantly, because see, it's not just about poking fun at Joe Biden. It's about the safety of the country. The world is watching Stephanie Bell. He's going to be back in a couple of days. Stephanie Bell and I have been on this since day one. That was the first, foremost, immediate impact of this guy becoming president of the United States, but people voted because rainbows and unicorns and mean tweets from the other guy. Meanwhile, bank accounts draining, homelessness is up, crime is up, but we do have some good news. They were going to be covering, I think, 810 this morning, why an election in Louisiana is important to all of us. 
They elected a governor Saturday, knocking out a Dem, putting a Republican back in that seat, and I think that's important. We're going to be covering that at 810. State Rep. Adam Schwadron, 635. He's a Jewish state representative, Rep. St. Charles area. He's going to be here talk about what he's hearing now that we've been into this conflict, and he is not that we, the United States, have been in it yet. Um, you're going to get his take. And he's got two young kids. And I'm wondering if he's willing to talk about this. And he's open about his kids. He also, by the way, announced last week he's running for a different office. Well, yeah, and that came after our show um, a couple of days later. But, yes, uh, Brandon, he is running for Missouri Secretary of State in 2024, which is very interesting. So there, that's going to be a very crowded primary. One of his big issues is election integrity. So, yes, uh, and he represents a very purple district. That's, a, that's almost a... Like a 51, uh, maybe a 51-49, it's, it's 52-48, it's very, very close. So here's the other thing I want to talk to, he's got two young kids, and Dad, you remember. I, so as a kid, when you see some of these things, and I don't believe that six and seven and eight-year-old kids are tuning into Nightline every night to watch what's going on. But I think as a kid, Marsh, you probably relate to this whenever you were a kid, some of the big political things that were happening that you couldn't get your head around. Howlsworth, same thing, you mm-hmm. and I the same age. But I remember the Iranian hostage yes. crisis as a young kid, I knew it was bad, but I didn't understand it. And, Dad, I remember you and Mom sitting there waiting for gas at the gas station, smoking cigarettes, by yeah, the way, with yeah. the windows cranked down, <laughs> and us kids in the back seat. And I'd get backhanded once in a while from my dad because I'd say something <laughs> smart out of And I just remember Mom and Dad complaining about this guy named Jimmy. Yeah, good old Jimmy. Jimmy Carter. But I'm (laughs) wondering, and maybe Schwadron, uh, Mr. Schwadron at 635, I'm wondering how, if at all, he's covering this with his kids. Mm. And maybe you have some suggestions. We'd love to get those texts. 874-9390. Because how do you do? Do you ignore it? Uh, Are you open about it? Or do you just say something if the kids are speaking to you? And do you say, well, here's how it affects you? Or do you say, don't worry about it? I don't know how to do that. You remember some of these things as a kid, Brian? Yeah, I do, uh, and I definitely remember the. Uh, you're right. That's a, that's a tough issue, and I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. But great question. Without having kids, that's a tough one. And I do remember the gas lines. Those were yeah. 1979, uh, probably 1980. But uh, there was an oil embargo too that mm-hmm. we should point out. The uh, Saudi Arabia issued an oil embargo. And uh, the country of Mexico would not sell oil to the United States at that time. I mean, that was a, it was just a very, very, very tough time. Dad, since you're in the oil industry, what are your opinions on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I think as far as talking to your kids about it, uh, you know, if, if you and your significant other discuss it and one of the kids ask a question, you answer honestly or mm-hmm. the best you can honestly. Uh, but bring it up and say, well, this is what you should do. This is what you should think. No, that you you don't do that. Well, uh, you, you, you try to give them some kind of perspective across the board uh, and, and say, you know, this, this is what's going on. Uh, I don't think it's good. Do, do you have an opinion on it? You know, and, yeah. and find out what the kid thinks. Find out what, yeah, exactly. And and actually, now I will get political as it relates to kids seriously, because what are these kids learning at school? Hmm. We know that there's kids in at least one local school district. I don't even <laughs> have to name them. They're so mean anymore. I feel bad. I don't want to kick somebody when they're down. By the way, uh, 
there is a school district, the Columbia Public School District. There's a story from ABC 17. They're, in effect, like begging parents, hey, we've got this thing. You know, we want to ask about your experiences with CPS. I do hope you answer that. Um, but we have one school district, you know, where they watch CNN. I have pictures that have been sent to me by parents over the years. This indoctrination type of stuff and making little white kids in the Columbia Public School District feel bad about being white. It's true stuff. I have pictures of tests and everything. Um, it, it's true. They're, they're not just talking points, which has become a very popular talking point for me, John. Everything It's not a talking point, but that's one of my big talking points, and I admit it. But I wonder, do we start drilling down a little bit more when our kids come and ask these things because of what we know? What we know they're being taught in schools, I'm wondering. And I don't want to drag kids into stuff like that. Listen, if you're a 7, 8, 10-year-old kid, I'm guessing they're wondering, hey, am I going to have some dinner tonight? Are we going to have a house? Is Dad going to be able to drive me to soccer practice this afternoon? And maybe can we splurge and go to the Mizzou homecoming parade this Saturday? I'm guessing those are the things that an 8, 9, 10-year-old kid is thinking about. But when you have what's happening... Uh, here in our country, I, I got to wonder, a lot of this stuff has to be filtering to them and what they're learning in these classrooms, I think, is dangerous. Yeah, and another thing that the children in Columbia, I know, were thinking about this weekend, to get back to your point, Brandon and, and uh, Henry, is a lot of more wondering, will I have a winter coat this winter? Yeah. Tanya Heath and, and the, uh, I believe it was Destiny of Hope, they were involved in a coat drive. I'll talk more about that tomorrow. They had a big, big, but a lot of those kids, without the churches and without the community leaders, they would not have had a coat um, for winter. And that's, that's a, it was cold this weekend. So and those are the things that kids think about. And yeah. I just wonder about these things. I remember the Iranian hostage crisis and all these other things. This is from Ray. Good morning. Like the current topic. Grew up in the era of the Bay of Pigs. And the beginning of Vietnam, where my older brother served in 64 and came home with a full disability at 18. Vietnam was winding down and had just ended while I was in my early stages uh, in the Army. I uh, would like to know, how did your parents cover those things with you? Or how would you do some of these things with your kids uh, nowadays? What would you guide your kids on about the race for House Speaker? Oh, <laughs> jeez. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. How many uh, kids care, right? Yep. Exactly. And by the way, is and there's a lot of drama again still around the House Speaker. Now they're talking Jim Jordan to be Speaker. Apparently he's short 50 votes to even be considered. Um, and the Republican Party uh, is really just a mess. Uh, it, it, it really is. Uh, and I wish it weren't. Um, and I want to play this. Um, Bob Good, Republican from Virginia, something he said last week, because there's a lot of people, and I get it, man, I keep getting my butt kicked on this, uh, but Matt Gates and seven other Republicans, and I'm wondering, too, and I'll go back to this, so nobody liked my idea of, why don't we nominate Matt Gates for House Speaker? If you think he's so great, I wonder why he hasn't been nominated. People didn't take too kindly of that. So how about Andy Biggs? Why hasn't anybody nominated Ken Buck? Why not Eli Crane or Nancy Mace? Why have none of those names been put forward? House Speaker, any thoughts, John, on why they haven't? <laughs> they didn't make the cut? I don't know. The, the whole Matt Gates thing, I know they asked him real early on when he started stirring stuff up over there. He said, well, no, he didn't, he didn't think it was appropriate for him to run for Speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob Good, last week, and I get this, and I understand it. Um, hey, you know, sometimes to do these things, to really fight, Stand in your principles for what you believe is, uh, I, I agree with that. That's why this is so healthy, and it's uncomfortable, and it's disruptive. I understand that. It's uncomfortable and disruptive. That's uncomfortable, and I agree. 
But you know what else is uncomfortable? Being able to compromise for the people, for the benefit of people other than yourself. That is uncomfortable, too. Welcome to the show. Coming up a few minutes from now, we're going to be covering your daily D.C. rundown with the Google antitrust lawsuit. What this could possibly mean for you. We're going to do that about this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. D.C. rundown. Jim Jordan. Uh, man, he's got a pretty stout, uh, stout reputation as a political brawler. Frankly, I'm surprised that he was not elected last week. They put forward Scalise, but that tells you something. So think about this. Jordan was endorsed by Trump. Uh, he was endorsed by Sean Hannity, who's here today at 2 o'clock, but they didn't put him forward. It was Steve Scalise because I think people said, yeah, Jim Jordan is tough. Scalise is tough, too, but not such the firebrand. That didn't work out either. Of course, Scalise dropping out of that race last week. So a decade after John Boehner stepped down in the face of a conservative revolt, Jordan is trying to bring the Republican Party together to win the Speaker's gavel. What we know this morning, apparently there are 50 Republicans in the House that will not vote for the guy. So what's next? I don't know. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> know. nothing is next. John, what about the what about this interim dude who wears the bow tie? Why not him? Or Matt Gaetz. Why not somebody? Or Hakeem Jeffries. He's closer to getting enough votes to being Speaker of the House than Jim Jordan is. And that could... Listen, if you get somebody like Matt Gates or any Ken Buck or any of these other Republicans that voted with Democrats to oust McCarthy, if you get a couple of those Republicans to vote, it might be House Speaker Hakeem Jeffries. Joe Biden considering a trip to Israel in the coming days. Can you can you wipe off some of this facetiousness, please? Thank you. Uh, President Joe Biden considering a trip to Israel in the coming days. No travel has been finalized. A senior administration official told us yesterday it would be a powerful symbol of a sympathy and support following the brutal attack by Hamas and following what some of his man, what people in the president's party are saying. We highlighted um, some of the audio last week. From somebody who got, she got, and I forget who it was, all of a sudden it was uh, um, Jayapal or one of those um, lawmakers who got onto Twitter and basically said, yeah, in effect, I support these people that are killing babies and all that gruesome stuff that people are seeing on the TV. When she was asked, do you really support that? When she was asked in person, she was followed through the Capitol, could not answer the question. It's all these people that we are seeing in the president's party that are doing this. Coming up, 635, State Representative Adam Schwadron is going to be joining us with his take on some of that stuff. Of course, he also announced he is running for Secretary of State here in Missouri. We'll ask him why he's um, doing that. Meanwhile, and I got to tell you this, man, Joe Biden, um, you know, we keep talking about these Democrats that apparently we keep hearing behind closed doors people saying, listen, this guy can't run. Democrats. We have a growing number of Democrats saying this. I think we've got a growing number of people calling the White House at 202-456-1414 saying, please, on a human level, help this guy. Uh, Joe Biden and the DNC raised more than $71 million for his re-election in a three-month span that ended September 30th. So as what that says, it's an indication that party donors remain united behind him. And I don't know if I buy that either. Uh, because even if he drops out of the race or happens to die before the election, uh, that money could go elsewhere. So I don't know I, I, that if I buy that. 
Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia is benefited from waiting to reveal where he stands as the swing vote in the chamber, closely divided by uh, Dems and Republicans. He's taken the approach. When it comes to the next phase of his political career, a lot of people talking Joe Manchin might run for president. And if government regulators prevail against Google in the biggest U.S. antitrust uh, trust trial in a quarter of a century, it could unleash some drastic changes that will undermine the dominance of a search engine that defines the Internet for billions of people. I mean, it's a word now. Google that. Google this. Google that. Uh, and so about halfway into what's expected. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Watch. You take a look at our southern border and what's happening down there where we can't even build a wall and the people are flooding in. We have no idea who is flooding into America. State Representative Adam Schwadron, Republican from St. Charles, joining us here on the show. That was last week. He was talking about the impacts of what is happening in Israel. He's joining us again, by the way, has also made news. And I had a chance to chat with Mr. Schwadron at last Tuesday's annual GOP Chili Supper in Boone County. Might talk about that. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up in Missouri. There's the big guy. It's my dad. Hey there. Uh, and if you're, please go to our YouTube channel and watch Dad. Can you straighten up your shirt for the camera? And uh, it, it, you got to go. If you've never, ever watched our show on YouTube or on the uh, Wake Up in Missouri Facebook page, John, can you see Dad's shirt this morning? Something about socialism. The philosophy <laughs> of failure, the creed of ignorance, the gospel of envy. That's what the big guy is wearing this morning. There's Brian Houseworth. Good to see you. Good, good, good to see you. And good morning. Uh, John Marsh is here. Stephanie yes, sir. and producer, or producer uh, Hannah will be back here in the next few days. I am Brandon Rather, State Rep. Adam Schwadron. We appreciate you joining us on the show. So a week later, a um, couple of takeaways that you're seeing following the attack on Israel. Yeah, uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. And... Uh, so much news to process uh, just in the week since I was last on, uh, just seeing the, the marches, the solidarity rally that I attended on Thursday at the Jewish Community Center. Uh, it was just nice to be able to gather with everyone that supports Israel uh, to sit there and say the prayers uh, for the people of Israel, say the prayer for captured soldiers. It's unbelievable that there's even a set prayer for them. But yet, there it is. And so we recited that. And they also sang Hatikva, which is the Israeli national anthem. And Hatikva translates to the hope. And so that right there summarizes uh, the Jewish people. There's always the hope, the hope for peace. The hope Mr. Schwadron is Jewish, um, by the way. Um, what is your reaction on a personal level, maybe outside the scope of politics, Mr. Schwadron, but we see some of these things that are being said by people like Ilhan Omar and uh, uh, these Democrats. I am blown away. I'm guessing you being Jewish, uh, a different take for you. Yeah, the the statements and the reactions from Ilhan Omar, from Rashid Tlaib, from Cory Bush here in Missouri mm -hmm. are just absolutely disgusting. And I cannot believe that after being attacked by a, a terrorist organization, that then they say, no, don't attack back. You know, let's, let's, let's not go and attack Gaza. Let's free Palestine. And not to mention that, but then the, you see all the signs out there at the pro-Palestine uh, marches that say, from the river to the sea. And what that statement is saying is from the Jordan River on the east to the Mediterranean Sea that Palestine will be free, meaning no more Israel. So even after attacking 
innocent civilians in a a surprise terrorist attack, they are still saying death to them all. So what about somebody like closer to home specifically? You hear Corey Bush saying what she's saying, and I'm wondering your reaction. Like, do you get mad or are you more hurt? I mean, I shouldn't be surprised by what she said, uh, knowing her history. But it's still it's painful to see that uh, she has been supported for Congress for reelection. And I might have been a little calmer when I responded on Twitter to her. But I straight up said, I hope you are defeated in your next election. That's a tactful way of putting it. State Representative Adam Schwadron, St. Charles, Republican, joining us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Representative, what's the most important thing uh, Missourians and Americans can do for Israel right now? Uh, One thing I keep saying is if you know anyone that is Jewish, check in on them, see how they're doing. And uh, also here in Missouri, the Jewish Federation in St. Louis, excuse me, uh, they have a fundraiser to help if you want to provide resources for Israel. Uh, Huge funds created to support the people out there in the front lines, to support rebuilding their homes from these indiscriminate rocket attacks coming from Gaza, which are still happening and getting closer and closer to Tel Aviv. So uh, reach out to the Jewish Federation in St. Louis, and they also had a match. $650,000 raised would be matched by a few families to bump that up to uh, $1.3 million. Representative, we appreciate joining us. I know Israel continues to be a huge issue, uh, and, and we'll continue to follow it and continue to, uh, to ask you about that. Um, I want to ask you, too, about your run for Secretary of State. You announced it last week. It was after our show. You're running for Secretary of State. going to be a crowded primary. Um, a lot of uh, big names are in it. Your name is now in, in the ring as well. And you write this in your campaign kickoff. You say, quote, election security has been my primary legislative focus since I was sworn into office in January 2021. Free and fair elections are the bedrock of our republic, end of quote. If elected Representative Schwadron, what would you ask the legislature to do regarding uh, this election security issue? Well, I'm hoping to actually get a lot of that done in my one remaining session in the legislature. Uh, One of the things that I'm pushing back on, uh, back in 2021, when the Democrats took over Congress, they filed H.R. 1 as their number one priority. It was an attempt to federalize elections. And so in response to that, I authored the Missouri Election Sovereignty Act, and that would declare our elections in Missouri ours to run. And any attempt to federalize state elections would be met with resistance and not be recognized in Missouri. Uh, We are saying, no, you cannot come in and tell us that we have to have all mail-in ballots. No, you cannot tell us that we have to have drop boxes. So I will push back against any federal attempt to take over our elections. State Representative Adam Schwadron, uh, Republican, St. Charles area, joining us this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I was kind of wondering, what is it, Nigeria, I think, in Africa, where where the Muslims run around, burn down churches, kill priests, kill Christians at random, whole families. Uh, It's wrong, and it irritates me. However, it does not affect me on a personal level. 
Is what's going on in Israel, does this affect you on a personal level? It does because, and I think I used the term uh, last week, is uh, we as Jews, we are such a small percentage of the population. We have this feeling of mishpacha, which means family, with each other. Uh, So we always know that if push came to shove, we always have the right to go to Israel and be a part of Israel. Uh, And so any attack on Israel is seen as attack on Jews. And any attack on Jews there is an attack on Jews elsewhere. And we're seeing that all over the globe now. Uh, Some homes in Germany have been tagged with Stars of David. We're seeing the rally down here in St. Louis uh, with the March for Solidarity with Palestine. And what the things that they are chanting and shouting, they want to kill people like me just as much as they want to kill the Jews in Israel. Uh, let me ask you this, and I hope I'm not out of line, uh, Mr. Schwadron, but I know you've, you've got um, two young daughters who are uh, adorable children. Um, one's going to be 11 in six days. Tell her that we said happy birthday. Tell Emma we said happy birthday, but you've got a uh, 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. Uh, and we were talking about this earlier. So when I was a kid, it was the Iranian hostage crisis, and it was gasoline and things like that. But as a kid, me not understanding what I understood when my parents, they weren't right. My parents were distraught. My parents were frustrated and, I don't know, nervous and scared. That's what I sensed as a little kid on some of these big worldwide geopolitical stories. If your daughters are asking about these kind of things where you are directly affected by this, how do you cover this with your kids? Because I'm wondering if there's maybe some lessons for our audience and maybe how they can handle some of these, handling these things with kids. Yeah, I, I try to be as direct as possible while being as tactful as possible. Uh, I just recently had the Holocaust Education Bill passed here in Missouri where we limited that subject to sixth grade and above because horrors of that nature are just very difficult for children to grasp. So I know in me watching the news, they're looking there, looking at the images, watching the news and seeing the blood in people's homes, the bullet holes, the broken glass. And so it is a very difficult thing to do, but it's something that I have to do because I never know at what point someone might come for me being an elected Jewish representative. Well, and, and the other thing, and I, I hate to get the, the, the political aspect of it with kids because I just think they shouldn't be, but um, I have pictures that I've collected over the years from parents in the Columbia Public School District. We see on the national news stories kids are being forced to watch CNN in classrooms or kids are feeling bad because they're white. I have various pictures on my phone that I've talked about over the years from parents in the Columbia Public School District. These things are happening. One of them most stunning was this kid talking about, well, I would feel bad because I'm white and the Native Americans and th- I mean, these are real things. And I almost think sometimes that maybe because of what these kids are potentially learning in public schools, that maybe it's okay, or at least ask what they are hearing in school. State Representative Adam Schwadron, now candidate for Secretary of State, wants to be one of the folks to replace Jay Ashcroft coming up in 2024. Mr. Schwadron, anything else that you would like to add before we let you go? I would just say for anyone that is concerned about it, just keep praying. I believe in the power of prayer. And yeah, that's one of the other good ways to help. Just 
Just pray for Israel. We're appreciative of your time here this morning on Wake Up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. NASDAQ down 167, S&P 500 down 22. Friday's numbers coming up 825 this morning in the morning bell. I'll be keeping an eye on the stock market for you just minutes before it opens in the morning bell. Business news with a little twist. We're going to be talking about the changing landscape of workplace benefits. Welcome into the show, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There is Mr. Jace. Good to have you back, buddy. I missed you, John. Here I is. And don't tell anybody I said that I missed you. It sounds kind of weird for a couple yeah, of Yeah, we, <laughs> we wouldn't. We uh, wouldn't. Big guy's here this morning. Hey, I'm here. Big guy is my dad. Chris Mitchell is in. Producer Hannah Stephanie Pell going to be back in the next few days. I'll be out tomorrow getting a colonoscopy. Some big guy I am. You don't give me money. Well, <laughs> it might, might be the other, <laughs> other way around. I love this. Every time Hannah and Stephanie have both talked about like right now as it turns out they're in the market for cars and it turns out so am i and every time they've brought it up like they get people that reach out in management positions at car dealerships and said hey (laughs) so i will just say this is a point of privilege and then move forward uh a black toyota 4runner maybe used twenty thousand miles got to have the fancy big wheels got to have a moonroof leather interior that's the only things i ask got to be black fancy wheels uh, I think they're the uh, the nightshade wheels, whatever. I don't know, the sport wheels. Black, leather interior, uh, moonroof. Preferably new and preferably really cheap, too. <laughs> if you can work that part <laughs> in. And actually, 750 we might look at after we do. That would be all, except for this, with John Marsh. One of the things we'll be covering this morning um, will be, how is this strike going to be affecting uh, you uh, when it comes to parts, repairs? Costs of vehicles, some of the things we are covering this morning. One, I think one of the greatest um, greatest television shows of all time, based on ratings and shows that I enjoyed, was Seinfeld. And occasionally I'll watch it in reruns. My big thing is I watch The Office over and over and over and over. And a lot of folks felt the final ending of Seinfeld was a disappointment. They ended up in a jail cell following a trial, and it goes back to they're having a conversation that I think started in the very first episode. Haven't we had this conversation before? You think? And a lot of folks felt it was a disappointment. Now, I will say, and I have not watched a whole lot of television show finales. The Office, Seinfeld, uh, Friends, and MASH. Those are the only four television shows I've watched the finales of that I was interested enough that I'll watch it. I think pretty much all show finales are uh, a disappointment. Anticlimactic. That's a good way of putting it, Uh, John. Anticlimactic. Because there's so much buildup, and it's the end of the show. There's no way that you can need... uh, You're not going to create anything explosive, new, and exciting. I will say of those shows, Friends, yeah, it was they all moved away, whatever. Seinfeld, they ended up in, uh, in, in jail. The Office, following the airing of their documentary, there is some... It was fine. MASH, that was pretty cool. You Do you remember the finale of MASH, Marsh? I remember the part where Hawkeye went bonkers because he couldn't deal with it anymore. Uh, and I remember it was the two best friends that didn't they say Alan Alda's character says the other dude, he says, I don't want to say goodbye, you know, kind of like me telling John I miss him when he's not here. <laughs> uh, and yeah, BJ. Yeah, BJ. BJ. Like, they didn't want to do a goodbye because, you know, they're men. We're not going to do that. And I think it was a BJ gets in the helicopter and takes off and Alan Alda's character had written, put all the rocks out, said goodbye said goodbye. That, I thought, was really cool. 
Chris says best finale ever. Uh, six feet under. This is a pretty good consensus if you look it up as well. Six feet under. I don't know what happened in that. I didn't watch. I've show. never watched the show at all. Uh, eight seven four ninety three ninety. And I think most television finales are. So I, I bring this up by the way because Jerry Seinfeld doing a show in Boston and somebody uh, asked me takes Q and A after the show. By the way, I've seen Seinfeld in concert before. Pretty good comedian. The ending of the show. Well, I have a little secret for you about the ending. But I can't really tell it. Because it is a secret. Here's what I'll tell you, okay? But you can't tell anybody. Something is going to happen. That has to do with that ending. So now, of course, everybody's, oh my gosh, are they going to do another finale? Are they going to do another spinoff? So that's Jerry Seinfeld being kind of coy regarding the ending of the Seinfeld television show, widely regarded as one of the best television shows of all time based on ratings and revenue. Coming up from Missouri Times, Scott Fawman. Check out some of the things that we are going to be covering this morning. Apparently, there's talks. And by the way, he had uh, political consultant John Ratliff, a very talented guy on his TV show over the weekend. Boone County Clerk Brianna Lennon also on the show. You can always go back MissouriTimes.com, watch those uh, TV shows. County assessors apparently wanting to use drones to evaluate property values. That's kind of odd. And why